sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we are doing, as promised, Hill Street Blues versus The Wire. Uh, so obviously we'll do Hill Street Blues first. Because it's the superior show, I, I'm sure you're going to say. Oh, I was going to say because it premiered in 81. Uh, oh, that's, that's just as good of a reason, but I'm sure you agree. What? Uh, just before we get too much into the plot, what was the most reprehensible thing about the Hill Street Blues for you? Unless you liked it. No, the most I did not. I no, dude. I I emailed you and I said, um, I don't know if you watch it yet. I'm. I say we don't talk about it till we're on air. But holy shit, that was all I said to you. Um, and you replied like, Oh my god, I'm watching it now. Uh, the most reprehensible thing I think is probably the same for both of us. Uh, this sixty-year-old man dating a high school senior. Is that what you were thinking? That was either one A or two. The most reprehensible thing to me was the cop telling. The 15, 16-year-old don't uh, don't be uh, so seductive around your stepfather who just just raped you. Oh, but right. Yeah, Jesus. They were both bad. Yeah, I bad mean, scenes played. Well, one was played for laughs. The other was played for I don't know what. It was really weird. Wait, it was like was I'm it not played gonna... for laughs. The 16-year-old thing I thought was played for laughs. I guess. That um, was like I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me, and I. I I mean, 81 is not that long ago, so I don't think it's a change of cultural mores. It's just a weird decision to make. A, yeah, that was so weird. So much. A high school senior, not 16-year-old. But yeah, it yeah. was this weird choice. At, at first, I was waiting for the dude who said it to smile and show he was joking. So did I. So so we watched the pilot, and I made a mistake. Did you watch both episodes? I guess so. It was like an hour, 43 minutes or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's... the. If you look at Wikipedia, they're listed as two separate episodes, and we Ugh. could have gotten away with just watching one of them. Jesus. But it's just watching the second one, which was called Presidential Fever, let us know that that was not just a one-off gag. This is something he brought off in the next episode as well. The sixteen-year-old yeah. who was because she had marching band practice till ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, so he was free. God, I I don't. Dude, so, you know, I have a vague memory of Hill Street Blues being on the air and stuff, and I knew it was like a, a prestige show back then, so I was like, oh, you know what, maybe I'll get into this and, you know, want to, and I can watch all of Hill Street Blues now that it's streaming. So let's assume that these two things that were reprehensible were cultural mores that have changed. There's other stuff that I had problems with that weren't like that. Like, there, to be fair, there was stuff that I really liked, but let's not go to that yet. Let's first talk about the detective who was basically part dog. Which... I, that annoyed the living hell out of me because that's the kind of thing that like no actual person has ever been like that. Right. And this is a show that in every other aspect of it, aside from now, every other aspect, well, they try to be realistic. Yeah. Very realistic. And then this one character does not fit in the show at all. And that was really, ridiculous no it's like they were trying to cram a like arnold from different strokes in there some something that like would get people talking and right this guy like literally barks down a dog yes it was dumb i and but i did like that their attempt at realism i thought in some like the opening scene of the show i was like wow this might not be that bad where 
the 60 year old that was mentioned who, who I thought did a, a, a fine job with the role. And maybe, maybe the show gets better and they get rid of that character that that senior he's dating. I don't know. But, uh, I, th- I thought that the opening scene where it's like everybody's, uh, and they did this a lot in the episode where everybody talks over one another, which is not something you'd see a lot in network TV. Even now that's not, yeah, no, it was very Robert Altman esque. Yeah, and I, I thought that was well done. Uh, so that was one of the positives. And I thought that uh, Trevanti, is that his name? Yeah, uh, Daniel Trevanti. He was very good. He had a role where you could easily overact and kind of Pacino it where like everything that happens makes you scream. And But he did a really, really good job being like uh, under control temper, Yeah, which I thought was good. But there's the, there's the character we... overact, you're saying, no. like the... Mexican gang members did. Oh my God. But they had nothing else they could do. They, I guess uh, their costumes were, I mean, and this is literal costumes. They, that was just like, this was, these characters were as bad as the, what was like, what was the movie we watched? Was it gangs in New York? No, no. Uh, I don't know. Uh, come out. Oh, the warriors, the, the warriors, the, these outfits were as bad as the warriors. And this is 10 years later. And can so, we, wait, can we just bring up because what the fuck's his name? David Caruso was in it. His gang, he was a leader of an Irish gang. Would yes. you like to say what he was wearing? I forget. Was because it, it was a leprechaun outfit. Like, <laughs> yeah. First of all, no gang member ever would ever. dress like that. Second of all, it's is that the best you can come up with for Irish? My God. And this was the second episode, and they were talking as if the gang, the gangs in this, I think, unnamed city. It, yeah, it's an unnamed city. I looked it up. Had, yeah. had complete, although there is a Hill Street, Hill Street in L.A., but it, it was always unnamed. But anyway, they had complete control over this section of the city that even a presidential, presidential motorcade could not exist there. Right. It couldn't go through without their say-so. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it wants, it wants realism, and at the same time, it wants this kind of alternative reality that doesn't exist. But... There is an oh wait no I was gonna have something other else positive to say but I had something else negative to say the uh, Doogie's father is in the show and he plays an over the top hostage guy I guess like yeah SWAT team hostage negotiator team, yeah. I was I was unsure unclear of exactly right. what he did but yeah in charge of the SWAT team is probably better but he was such a a cardboard cutout of a character that again did not fit in with with the realism that the show seemed to exhibit otherwise no not at all he was like. An over-the-top right-wing, like, he thought he was in the well, military food. when he was actually in the, just in the police force. And, yeah, and there was a scene of him in the bathroom where, like, the sink filled up with water to no purpose that I could see. I don't know why they included that scene. Just to, I think it was just this. Show well, he was bumbling? Yeah, I think it's like, we don't like this kind of person's politics. So we are going to create a character who is absolutely stupid and does not exist in the real world so we can make fun of this kind of person. You know, I think I must have tuned out a little during the uh, during the um, stepfather thing. I, I mean, I caught it, but... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that I, was I, a bad scene. Uh, I don't... Yeah. So, so that scene had the, the mother with a knife who was threatening her daughter to right. kill her. And as the scene progresses, we find out is because he, she slept. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm assuming it's stepfather. Yeah, stepfather. Was stepfather I think. Yeah. yeah. Slept with the the knife wielding woman's husband, and and it's just played in a really creepy way, and it's yeah, it's a bad scene. And but the end result is the cop tells the daughter not to wear skin 
to be scantily clad around the stepfather, tells the mother he sh- she should have more sex with the stepfather because he deserves it, and tells the yeah. stepfather, don't have sex with the stepdaughter, I yeah. think. Oh, I you're know. cool, dude. Just cut it out. Yeah. I, it, look, it was bad 81 on. was not, that was way too late in the day for this kind of shit. Like, yeah. this was not accepted culturally. Pedophilia, basically. Right. I, I I have to think that the show got better later because it's so critically acclaimed. It I'm not had gonna to. find out. I'm not gonna find out because I don't want to watch. No, me, I, I can't. It was I painful. Think, I think for for as long as it ran, that one character, that dog character, was what he is. I don't think that changed, but I think you could ignore that, and maybe the the stories got better. And then the uh, the guy from NYPD Blue came on, and he was probably a more interesting character than anybody else. Oh, Dennis Franz did right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this is. I mean, it had to get better. I. But uh, well, at the same time, this episode won an Edgar for best teleplay from a series. Which, uh, why? I mean, I guess it was like considered to be more realistic at the time than other cop shows or something. Maybe. I, yeah, I guess. I... Yeah, that's it. that's the only reason it could have should have gotten it. I mean, maybe they thought well, like compared to. A sixty-year-old dude sleeping with a high school senior was like edgy or something, and yeah, I I don't know, that's, man. That's the I mean the the that's the one that's really hard to figure out. That doesn't. So I really thought the punchline was of that was going to be him saying that's my granddaughter or that's my daughter. Yeah, me too. Or something like that. Not, but the the like the ex-wife of the of of the the Trevanti played the commissioner no, the chief. Or the, I guess, captain, I, don't know, I so guess, yeah. Captain of that precinct. And his ex-wife was a terribly written character as well. No, she was but, just a horrible shrew, right? Like, right, right. Even though she kind of had a right to be because he wasn't paying his child support. and Yeah, but in the second episode, she did. The second half of the episode, she didn't. She was just being a weirdo. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, when she first showed up and asking for the check, it is just. But still, she was just not. Not a well, very well written character, and the whole the, your your son has gender I- identity issues, and that's because of he was a cop, and that didn't make any sense. No, just that was a, weird. It, yeah, it just seemed like they were throwing social issues in there just to be a more prestigious show. Yeah, they like watched Donahue for a few weeks, and were like, oh, we should throw that in. Um, yeah, no, it was. You're exactly right. I think they were trying to just throw in issues of the day but it just made it freaky it didn't make it good especially the way they just gloss over shit like the son your son has gender identity issues and well maybe that comes up later but maybe, it was still yeah the... but it was like a throwaway line in in the mm-hmm. episode and i would i would go so far as to say none of the women characters were written well i know they had the the one woman cop who uh got a bigger role later on she had to than what she had in this which was basically but, one but, line betty thomas yeah who went on to be a director, and director everything. Yeah. yeah um i know she eventually had more to do but she basically did nothing in this except ask who copped the feel when they were uh all huddled around trying to break up a fight um but and yeah. then veronica hamill the the da um was also a little too shrill and she's also wasn't a very good actor so uh she uh, i didn't think she was that bad but yeah she wasn't that i didn't think she was shrill i guess not shrill she was um a little she had 
she was put in positions where she was had to be angry the entire yes. first half of the episode and yeah. even the second half. I guess she was a little reactionary too when he's like, "Why are you selling coke?" and she's like, "Why are you embarrassing me like that?" That that did yeah I guess another weird fucking scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's it like, was. Hey, I'm a DA. I can do coke. I'm not a cop. What? She's a she's a defense attorney. Right, or defense attorney. Right, sorry. Um, yes, defense attorney. Very uh, very passionate about her job, and also very over the top with that. Um, yeah, the whole thing. Like, I don't. It was dated, but I I don't know that you can even blame it on being dated. It was just, it was fucking bizarre. Like there was so much shit I didn't expect. Me too. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be great. To tell you the Me truth. too. I was hoping. Like I was like, oh, this will be cool. A new show to watch. Um, yeah. But everything from gender stereotypes to racial stereotypes were really badly handled. Um, the the plot, such as it was, like the the hostage situation, um, was kind of that was also weird like it, it was weird because they had they set things up and it didn't make any sense because he told the the gung-ho guy not to go in and he went in anyway yeah. there's never any kind of reprisal for that which there should have been right it was Do just these... like oh well that happened and then the cops went in and just started shooting not caring that it was so unrealistic in that they just started shooting not caring that there were actual hostages there it just didn't make any sense no it really didn't and also one of the hostage takers was a member of the gang. They got the leader of the gang, uh, the overacting Hispanic dude, um, mm-hmm. to call him and tell him to, to knock it off. Knock yeah. it off. And then that kid was like, fuck you. I'll kill you, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get any of it. <sighs> that way, I think that was just the point. It was just like, it's chaotic. We, we tried to do this and it didn't work. And these are, I mean, these aren't just the criminals. Look, they're only 13 years old. We, we don't want to take them out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't there was like also the pretty heavy-handed way uh, they handled the issue of like police profiling, which at least they addressed, I guess. But it, that was in the second episode, I guess. I don't know where the cutoff was between these. Wait, episodes. wait, I, I don't remember what what you're talking about. The, the, the cops saw some black dudes moving stuff out of an apartment, and they. Oh, the Hispanic people. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. the Hispanic people. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, and they yeah, stopped so them, like, they, but they tried to have it both ways. Like these guys are innocent. Oh wait, actually, it turns out that they were jerks and they threw a refrigerator on the cops. So they were the right cops. to be stopped. <laughs> but that didn't make any sense. No. Well, they were mad at that point for being profiled. But I yeah, guess, but didn't make any sense. And then uh, that was a weird scene all around. Oh my. Was there not a weird scene in this? Uh, the one scene I laughed out loud at was when the two cops got shot. Uh, just the way they did that, like in that that weird '80s slow mo. Oh wait, the, 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 when the two cops got shot, I didn't yeah. hear you. Yeah, that was so overwrought and <laughs> and stupid. It, <laughs> yes, it was ridiculous. <gasps> I've... And they made it. They made it so they got shot a bunch of times, and but they lived, and they were back in, at work in six months. Yeah. I, that was weird. Up, Six months later, it just jumps ahead. Yeah, they set up this this scene between the two the two of them the the two that got shot that was awkward and and then they were forced to work together and it's like oh I wonder what's going to happen are they going to still going to work together after this war well, obviously the third episode they're going to be like oh, <coughs> we had so much it's a good time let's keep working together it's just stupid. yeah 
No, it was very dumb, and I mean, even at that time, use a lot of cliches from the genre. I think, um, but I, I just, th- I didn't know, I didn't expect what I saw. I think you, if you, anybody wants to watch it, it's on Hulu streaming. It is even weirder than we're making it sound. I, there was shit I just didn't understand. Um, oh, and there's the scene with. Um the woman who was there to redecorate the precinct, which was oh, bizarre. Oh, yeah. And she was, so she was the former captain who died, I guess his wife. And right. she right. somehow had some kind of say-so where she got to decorate <laughs> the the squad room. Yes. It, it sounds weird when we're saying it. And it makes just as much sense when you watch it. Like, Man, I really didn't. I was really expecting more from this, and I was gravely disappointed. I think that the, it, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia write-ups for the episodes, and I think it comes to this 18-year-old plot comes to a head. Oh, so uh, it, they are going somewhere with it. Yes. Well, but it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere good. But at least that they're. I think they? they. I think they realize that. Uh, I think they do realize how awful it is. It's not. It's it's not played. I think when people were watching it at the time, reading this quick write up, I don't think people watching it at the time thought it was normal. So that's good. No, good because it isn't. And like, like I said, at first I thought they were playing it for laughs, which isn't funny, but still would have been better than actually having this dude dating a high school. Student. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, just reading over the the plot points that 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 decorator, uh, he she starts dating um, Esther House. Esther House, who's the no no Esther House, who's the um, the sixty year old dude. Oh, the sixty year old dude. So he at some point he has two girlfriends and has to choose between the two. Ah, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I I I am I am really actually really disappointed because I. I still say this because when I was thinking about watching this, I was thinking, well, without this show, The Wire doesn't exist because Homicide doesn't exist without this show. And it's still true that the, this made it so a show like Homicide would come where, you know, a realistic show on that network TV about the police is going to get talked about and made. Yeah. I don't think that happens without this one coming first and being semi-popular, at least with critics. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But Homicide was... Oh yeah, so I remember Homicide. Miles yeah. beyond this, in terms. But of you know what Homicide and this both have in common is that they weren't liked by viewers, but they were liked by critics. Yeah, they were. Well, not Hill Street Blues, but Homicide was liked by me. I actually made time to watch it every Friday night when it was I, airing. I didn't make time, but when I watched it, I did like it. Yeah, I think because I was a huge Barry Levinson fan. And. And, uh, yeah, well, we went back and bought it, like I said, on, on DVD, um, more recently, uh, cause we were David Simon fans and, and because mm-hmm. we had both watched it and enjoyed it originally and it holds up like it's still good. Um, Hill Street Blues, uh, not so good. Yeah. And it's, it makes sense that it holds up by it's a well. Homicide is it's it's more. T- it's I think I think Law and Order holds up as well. And, yeah, and it does. Not, uh, it's not the same kind of show, but it it's more procedural, obviously. But it, I don't know what it is about this show that doesn't hold up. I I don't know if I would have liked it at the time. I just 
No, it was. I, I think there's. A, I think this kind of show that throws social issues into plot lines works sometimes. Like I, I know L.A. Law probably did it. Well, another it Stephen Botchko uh, joint, oh, is it? right? Yeah, I believe. But it makes more sense in that context for some reason. Well, because it's, LA... they're de- it's legal. They're dealing with all kinds of yeah. different uh, issues, like that they're defending against or prosecuting against. Yeah, it... and I, and I don't think they were going for as much realism in that either. No, that I was more of show... a soap opera. Yeah, exactly. And this show really, it didn't seem like they knew what they wanted, to be honest. No, or they knew what they wanted and they had no idea how to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I wonder if if a lot of this stuff we're talking about that doesn't work for us is like network notes that they were forced on. Like, it seems like the character, the dog guy, seems like someone, a network executive would say, like you said, we need a, a, a... a, a, a an Arnold, a, someone that people are going to talk yeah, about. A mork, something. A mork. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, somebody that's just completely uh, not realistic at all. He'll be the comic relief, or I guess, I mean, I he wasn't funny, but... No, but yeah. You could see him becoming the Kramer of the show, you know, like uh, when people used to clap for Kramer and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, this is... This was a couple years before Kramer, just so you know. No, I know. I know. It was eight years, to be precise. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, like, I don't even want to watch it to see if it gets better, though. That's how... No. It, it, it wasn't... Like, sometimes a show will have, like, reprehensible things or stuff that I don't like, but there's enough, there's enough good about it that I want to keep watching to see where they go with it. But this, this really doesn't have it. No, it doesn't. And like you said, it can, maybe it can't decide what it wants to be. Like, does it, is it trying to be soapy? I mean, I guess they do have the relationship between the captain and the DA, which wasn't all that believable either, really. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, I don't know. Or, I, mean, I, guess, I guess a way to test would be to watch the first episode of the second or third season to see if it's just as bad. That's true. Um, probably won't do it. Nope. So wait, are, here's my question. Are we going to continue with The Wire and other shows, or what are we doing? Are we going to go on to get a life? No, we could do this in other shows. Yeah, I just don't okay. want to do it every week. Like, I don't want to, like, next week we're Yeah, next we week have, we're doing a music one, yeah. Just I want to mix it up more, because we'll I thought you were just saying, do it straight, and I just didn't want to do that. No, Although, we'll, we'll just talk about The Wire. The, whole first season and but we don't have to do it yeah week after week we can break it up break it up yeah that'll be fun and then we'll move on to get a life and we although can't the, i mean as week. we as we talk about hill street blues there's other shows first episodes i want to watch i mean i don't know if we have to do first episode but like i would like to 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 watch an nypd blue to see how that holds up i'd like to watch homicide so oh, there's yeah. lots of shows to choose from that are lacy from... i wonder if that's streaming yeah. anywhere that would be yeah. that would be cool too. Yeah, no, there are good ones, and you know what we could also do since we haven't done it yet is like a Columbo or Rockford Files even. Yeah, I w- actually was thinking Rockford Files for this episode, but it's not on Netflix anymore. I don't know where to find it. Ah, shit. Amazon maybe? Probably not. I, I looked. I, uh, I don't think ah, so. that sucks. Um. Anyway, let's take a break because I think we'll have more to talk about. Hopefully, with the wire. Oh, we had a lot to talk about. We did, yeah. Wait, is there any? Let me just think if there's anything else. 
It was pretty bad. I mean, the like that. I didn't care for either the actor or the character of the guy wearing the cowboy boots. No, me either. Yeah. And his partner was kind of just generic. Generic, there. totally generic. Yeah. Oh, I, although speaking of that, it was a diverse cast, so that's nice. I was gonna say it was nice that yeah they did have actual minorities on here. Um, <laughs> In both, not just as the not just as criminals. Yeah. Yeah, it was so that was a nice touch. Yeah. But not enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what would have been enough to make up for this. I, um, in, in spite of the, the like, I, there was some of the actors I liked. I liked the I liked Trevanti. I liked that the sixty year old guy with the eighteen. I did like him. I thought yeah, he he's did a good, good actor. Um, and you know, but, Doogie's dad is generally a good actor. It just his yeah, but role they, was so that was awfully <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I didn't want to say all negative stuff because there was some good stuff. Oh, and uh, it was it was interestingly directed for an '80s show. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Except for the uh, except for the except aforementioned for shooting scene. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to take a break. Okay, yeah, let's get off this horrendous uh, pile of garbage. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the wire. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. All right, we're back with um, what I'm hoping Pat thinks is a better show, The Wire, which premiered in 2002. Uh, David Simon, if you don't know it, you should, uh, because I know I've talked about it enough on this show. But... um, I actually figured something out watching this episode because uh, some people complain that I haven't watched the whole thing yet. And I realize why I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Yeah. Because the first time I started w- watching the wire, I was watching on DVD and I'd watch every episode and then I'd rewatch it with commentary on and I'd rewatch it without the commentary <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to hear what they were talking about. And I realize now that that was a little bit too much work. Yeah, that is. And I got frustrated is. and stopped watching. That's and then so way this too time much I, work. I watched it on Amazon because it's if you have Amazon Prime, the early HBO stuff is all streaming for yeah. free. And uh, I didn't do that, so I think I uh, I figured out my problem with the wire. Well, I think because uh, it partly is the so, reason you did that is because there's so much shit going on in it. There's so much shit going on and it's so good. And the commentary on the DVDs are really good because, uh, David Simons actually does the commentary and he talks about what, one of my favorite scenes ever on TV is the first scene on the wire where, oh, uh, yeah, where they, they talk to the guy that somebody got shot and they talk about a stop. What is his name? Stop boogie or Stop boogie. Yeah. Snop Boogie used to go to games and he'd steal the money and they'd go run after him, but they'd always let him play. And then he asked, why do you let him play? This is America. You got to let him play. Yeah, got this to. Is, this is America, man. Yeah. And, and David Simon says that's a true, like a, a story he actually heard when he was out. <laughs> and I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that uh, that's what 
built fills up a lot of this show, a lot of those true stories that really happened. Oh yeah. And it's a show where like like I said, I understand you watching that commentary because there's shit that you don't really start understanding until later. Um but like everything clicks into place. There's I think it's probably during the first season. Um, Lester, who wasn't even in this episode yet, um, says it's all connected, which is the key to the entire series. Like everything That's... is connected, and it all comes around to make sense, but it can be confusing at first. That's the old dude, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Lester. Yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. I really like that character. Yeah, he's great, and uh, yeah, the it does just throw you in. Like, it's not giving you anything. Like, these are the characters. There's no real introduction to them. You just, bam, bam, bam. Mm -hmm. Um, Tons of people all at once. But uh, for all that, saying that it's difficult and stuff, it's also fun and it's also funny. I think people don't Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. I don't think it's difficult. I think it was difficult the way I was forcing myself to watch the show. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's an easy watch. I think it's just a quick watch. It goes really, because the acting... The actors are all like they have charisma, so they're they are interesting to to read these awesome lines, and it is very funny. Bunk is a hilarious Bunk's character. Great, yeah, he's the soul of the show. Um, yeah, it's about a uh, Jimmy McNulty, a kind of asshole, drunken Irish cop in Baltimore. Um, for some reason, he decides to talk to this judge about the Barksdale crew, who is. Uh, running drugs in these towers um, that to nobody... be fair to him he didn't decide to talk to him he was called into his office that's true but he was watching the trial and he yeah you yeah. could tell he wanted to get something going on it <laughs> um and it's called the wire because later on they will uh get a wire going on all this stuff anyway it's a it's a police procedural but it's beyond that because it sh- it shows the criminals as well um it's got both sides in it and you'll be surprised when you keep watching like who you who you start feeling sympathy for and stuff um because some most of these people are not good people even some of the cops but uh yeah no it's the acting's great the writing is great and Uh, and the directing is really good like this episode is well directed there's there's interesting things done like camera wise and there's interesting things done like just how they're shot. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It's, and I, I knew that Michael B. Jordan was, was in the wire, but I had forgotten. Well, I never knew who he was. Like I didn't connect the, like him as a kid to him later when I yeah. watched it originally. And it is funny to see him as a kid. Yeah. Wallace. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They do do interesting. Like they show like, security footage from inside an elevator when two cops right. are riding up which is i mean and one of my favorite things is like uh, you first are introduced to the show through at the courthouse and then so you see the like the dingy this is not just direction but all like just how everything like the courthouse is really dingy the the cops headquarters are really dingy and then you go to the fbi and it's like pristine it's, yeah yeah and that's a pretty uh post 9-11 interesting 9-11 feel to the show where they're talking about how the FBI is off of, off of drugs and on the terrorism. Right. And that's not, I mean, that's not subtle. No, <laughs> oh, no. Well, this was it. less than a year after 9-11. Right. But yeah. Right. So. 
So I, there's one thing I was confused about. Barksdale was on trial for killing somebody, and Barksdale was D'Angelo like, Barksdale. Yeah, he was the nephew of the guy that runs everything. Yvonne Barksdale. Yes. Okay, so at some point I thought it was cousin. I guess he was in in the car with his cousin, but his uncles who ran things. Yeah, he's not even. It wasn't even really his cousin. He. Okay. He's Avon Barksdale said take cuz down to the pit or whatever, but I think it was just an expression. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was like there was a scene. I thought that the McNulty had said cousin to the the uh, the judge. Oh. Yeah, maybe he had it wrong, McNulty. I don't even shit. I don't even remember. But he's definitely the nephew. Right. Yeah, I, you realize that by the the end of the first episode because, yeah. And and Stringer Bell played by Idris uh, Elba. Malden. What? Oh, Who? Carl Malden? Is that what you said? Confused those two. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean Carl Malden could have done it easily. The scene, I mean he he comes out so strong. And that scene in the in the courthouse where it's just not even not even anything he's saying, just nope, showing his manner. Yeah, yeah. And fuck you, d- detective. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He shows him a drawing that's yeah says fuck you, detective. Um, and is this is this uh, Idris Elba's first, or did he do stuff in in England first? He, he might have done stuff in England. I don't. I'm not aware of it. Um, like I don't know when Luther came. If Luther came before, it came after. after yeah. It, okay. Um, I mean, this made him for sure, but the the acting is like uniformly excellent. I think right on this yeah, show. There's, there's some. There's not a lot of faces that you would have seen before this, but there are a couple. Yeah, there's like uh, the I forget the major. I guess the guy that's in charge of McNulty. Yeah, he's a character actor seen in everything before The Wire. And yeah, the only difference now is he's cursing. I forget <laughs> right. his name. Yeah, I don't remember the actor's name either. Yeah, he's good at playing uh, an asshole uh, (laughs) major or whatever he is, yeah. Um, But talk about realism. This show has definitely (laughs) hit it where Hills and Blues couldn't. Well, this is, yeah, this is a whole different world. (laughs) Yeah. And it's HBO, so yeah, they they have more freedom. Uh, But also, I mean, another character we meet in this first episode uh, besides all the cops and and the drug dealers, is Bubbles, who is a drug addict, and uh, his little friend Johnny, who gets the shit kicked out of him for passing counterfeit bills in the in the projects to buy drugs. Um, but Bubbles is is awesome as well, um, and you get to know him as it goes on. But yeah, I'm excited for you to like at least finish the first season. <laughs> I don't remember how far I got. How many episodes are there? I think there's the 13. I think I probably got to maybe eight. Yeah, yeah. The There was one problem with this episode that... Which is 24. What? So I watched these episodes three times. That's oh, that's right. Yeah, you did watch 24 hours of the first <laughs> season that there are only 13 hours of. Um, the My one problem with this episode, and I bet HBO made him do it, was... Uh, at the end where the witness is shot and they do the flashback to him in the courtroom, which totally unnecessary. Unnecessary. But I bet HBO was like, you know, there's too many black people in this show. You got to remind everybody who this is. I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just what he wanted to do because that's something a lot of shows do. And you assume that people are going to know and you can't. Yeah. But I do. It's super corny. Yeah. The way they did it, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that didn't work, but that's the only instance of that kind of thing 
uh, in the show, so I, I can look past it. And also, it's just a great script and, and everything. Like That doesn't make it less good. It's just one dumb decision. I But I do think they needed to have something there. They couldn't just have him looking on because he was affected by that. And yes. they need to make it clear why he's affected. But yeah, I don't know. Like... Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah, I, it's tough. I see what you're saying because I thought the same thing, but there still had something had to be there. I, but, I really don't think it was a network decision. Yeah, but maybe you might not. be right. I think, I think the thing is though with the wire as it goes on, they don't do those easy kind of things. They mm-hmm. leave it up to you to to work it out in your head. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it was a little jarring, but also you know you you can't create a whole new type of thing without relying on the past at all, I guess. So, right. Um, well, it's not even relying on the past. It's no, just like, like you said, too easy. Yeah. Too easy. Kind of cliched. And, um, but yeah, man, I'm going to, I will be excited to keep going, uh, on this season with you. And as you said, we will take breaks between, there's no reason we have to do it every week. Although once you start getting more into it, you might want to, it more just well i'm not i'm not i'll probably watch more than one a week but i I just you know anyway yeah yeah um but i'm i am glad you enjoyed it i mean i knew you didn't hate it since you had watched it some of it before anyway so yeah i've 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 talked many times about that that scene being one of my favorite things that ever happened on tv i love that scene the opening as well i mean the opening scene is well acted it's but by both parties it's and it's funny but it's also poignant and it's yes. really good it's a it's a great way to start a show it's a perfect opening scene i know i can't think of a better one for a show and then they i mean they know how great it is because the next scene they have mcnulty saying the bunk like telling the whole story not telling, you yeah. hear him telling the end of the story again yeah <laughs> now bunk's alive right i mean yeah, oh yeah yeah he's alive. The show the actor yeah i wasn't yeah, sure Pierce. Um, he's been in something recently i forgot what you know he was on that michael j fox show that got canceled he was on he was the best part of it yeah he was the best part of that michael j fox show he's great on twitter is he he was the one he was the first one who said um after a school shooting i don't know a few years ago he's like um he said give every black man in america (laughs) a handgun and then see how quick the nra changes its its mind on this yeah i don't know why no one's done that yet Um, no, he was also, he was also in the odd couple. Yes. He was in the odd couple. Yeah. That was it. I mean, I, you know, what? take, you've earned all the jobs you can get bunk. That's what I say. Oh, I know what I, I saw him in later. He was in suits. That's show that oh, I haven't the, seen that. Yeah. It was like USA or whatever. No, it doesn't yeah. seem like it. He was, um, the future princess's father. Future princess. What's the the one that's marrying Prince Harry? Oh, oh, she was on Suits. Didn't Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. You know, I've got a a British friend on Facebook, and he said, um, "You cannot say you believe in equality and support the royal family." And I agree with them. Like, I think that's my <laughs> one of my main issues. Like, I don't get it. I don't know why people are in love with them. Like, it's weird. Anyway, yeah. I don't. All. I mean, it's it's something that's not going away. So. No, but I think a lot of people have like this fairy tale idea of 
royalty and stuff, you know? Um, well, it's just like being super rich. I think that's the only thing. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, maybe other people have a, a, a different idea, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, but they're super rich without even having to do anything for the money. I mean, well, that's just like, born. let's say Paris Hilton. True. I mean, True although that's a bad example because she actually did something to make a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, tried but to make a bunch be, of money. Be, I don't know how much she before she be, before she became a celebrity. Paris Hilton was, yes. was the same thing. No, I had read that she had like her reality show made a ton of money. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. I so, forgot I mean, she I had the reality show. To be honest, I I never saw an episode of it. And no, me either. I, I say that in the same kind of way some people say I don't watch television. Yeah. In a very condescending way, because yep. it just seemed awful, um, which is fine. Yeah, I don't, I mean, people who say they don't watch television, I, I'm fine with that, but you're missing out on a lot of good shit, because it's better than movies now. Although, you know, if you stopped watching television in the mid-90s or something, I guess I would understand it. Then um, you missed the entire run of uh, Seinfeld. Good job. Yeah. Dipshits. Ah, people such idiots. And party of five. Bailey, Charlie. <laughs> Much like uh, the simple life, I've never watched an episode of Party of Five. I've never watched a complete episode. No, although uh, Nev Campbell oh, was wait. dating a guy. Actually, I think it was the guy she was dating on the show. He lived in my building in Oakland. Uh, when I lived in these big artists' warehouses, um, and so Nev Campbell was visited there often. So yet again, we talk about the palatial estates you live in in Oakland. Yeah, it was quite the palatial estate. The uh, not up to code anywhere warehouse that I lived in. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, it was spacious. I'll give it that. Um. Anyway. Yeah, the wire, man. So Dominic do West is played McNulty, right? That's his name. Yes, Dominic West. And he's yeah. he's in the HBO show now with that you watch, right? Showtime. He's in that divorce show. Showtime. Oh, it's Showtime. Show. Yeah, The Affair. That's good. Maura Tierney. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, love Maura Tierney. Streaming anywhere off off of Showtime since I don't have Showtime. I know I don't either. Uh, how, oh, you know what? we signed up for like one of those free months, you know, oh. uh, when it it and Homeland came out, and then we would just like watch all the episodes, and then. <laughs> get rid of it that's what former guest of the show yvonne does for hbo for when shows she wants to watch she just like waits until its end and signs up for a month and watches the whole thing like binges it and then yeah, lets the month last <laughs> i mean it's smart hbo must know people do that too but yeah but they get their month yep. i mean so and it's only eight hundred dollars um I know there's so many streaming services now. Um, I can't keep up, but I am kind of pissed that Veronica Mars is not streaming on any of the big three. Oh, did they take it off of Amazon? Yeah, yeah, it's only on some platform I've never really heard of uh, huh. now. But yeah, that sucks because I was also thinking Veronica Mars would be a good one to do against the Wire. It's although they're very similar in time when they were when they aired, but still. That means I will probably never finish watching Veronica Mars. Yeah, well, you could buy the the DVDs, I'm sure, and that would be a good purchase. Speaking, they of talked Ver- about making another movie. They should. Hell yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of Veronica Mars, have you been watching iZombie? Um, I watched the first two, but I'm not caught up. But okay. I love it. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love that they. This is like a like. Uh, a, Buffy did this a couple times and Angel did it where they just kind of reset everything. Yeah, they basically it's a whole new world. Yeah, and, that's really cool. Um and I was reading somewhere that also, which I hadn't thought about, this is the first time one of Rob Thomas's shows has made it past three seasons. Um so Oh, I, I this is only his third show though, right? Yeah, but neither okay. of the other two made it past. Well, he had something with Jeremy Piven, so he's he's really kind of he's karmically had to give back for that before oh, he yeah, i'm really sad that Kristen bell had to suffer but still wait what was what did he do with jeremy piven oh i might be wrong i thought it one of his shows was that cupid show with jeremy piven it could have been yeah i don't know well he did party down he did veronica mars oh i don't know what oh else. i forgot about party down yeah. yeah party down is so good yeah oh yeah so if those were his only three, I, now I'm hoping he didn't do the Jeremy Piven one because that's a good I, fucking resume with those three. Um, anyway, wait, do you watch Rick and Morty? Have I asked you that? A lot of people have told me I should, and I watched like the first episode and then half the second one, but I just found it. I I assume it gets better. That's all. It's okay. I've but only it's, I only watched the first couple episodes. It's just okay. Yeah, I thought it was just okay. A lot of a lot of you know bro humor not not really bro humor but like shit humor and stuff which is always i'm like come on you can be smarter than that dan Harmon. i know you are he did create cupid ah damn it <laughs> damn it rob thomas you... but that was his first thing yeah he probably it was probably about never... network interference on that i don't even know what cupid is honestly but i never watched it i just know jeremy Putin was involved but he, I didn't really know his history. He started, he wrote an episode of Space Goes Coast to Coast, and then he got work on Dawson's Creek, and then from there he became a creator of shows. Oh, Dawson's Creek, that's so fucking awesome. And here's something I had no idea. He was one of the creators of 90210, the reboot. Oh, the one that was on the CW? Yeah. Damn, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, he is good at soap opera-ish stuff. I mean... That that's basically what his shows, well, what what Veronica Mars and iZombie are, but in genre clothing and much wittier than, I mean, much more self-aware and witty than you would expect. But they are kind of soap operas, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but they're much better. Well, they're great. Yeah. So. Um. But I I mean that's what I'm saying. I think he takes the soap opera, just the form of it, and like twists it to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, iZombie. Uh, I can't finish the comic book. It's just, it annoys me too much that it's so different. <laughs> I read a little bit of the comic book before the show started because I knew it was coming, so I don't have that problem. Yeah, you got to the comic first. so Right. So, But I never finished it because there's a bunch of them and there's so many other things to read. Yeah. Speaking of, um, should we just jump into recommendations? Sure, but beforehand, I have an anti-recommendation. Thinking of that, because I've been talked, I've in in bits and starts, I've been starting uh, reading a bunch of uh, Spider-Man comics from the '90s to today. Yeah, and I got past the time where they decided to get rid of Mary Jane, uh, the marriage between Mary Jane and Peter Parker, by having a stupid idea was that Aunt May was shot, and she was about to die. And the devil, I forget what the devil's character's name is called in the Marvel comics. Mephistopheles or something? That's him. That's him. He gave them the deal that uh, 
if if his if Peter Parker and Mary Jean's wedding never happened and then they were never married, Aunt May would come back to life. Why would the devil care about that? I don't know. That was stupid. It was all like based on the leader of Marvel did not want someone to be divorced and he wanted the comics to go back to the way they were in the sixties. Oh god. So that was and reading that was so aggravating because it was so overwrought and stupid. But then after that they kinda got into a good place where the book was was good. I mean they were apart and then about two years later in the timeline of the story, and it's actually like a year since I stopped reading, but I started reading again. There is a book where that guy, Joe Quesadilla, I forget. I don't know how to say his name, came back and – Quesada, right? Quesada, I guess. Yeah. But he came back and wrote a story that explained like this happened and they didn't explain like what happened. Like they, they jumped ahead in time where they were no longer married and uh, Peter Parker was single. And they don't really explain anything. And so he decided to go back and reopen the wound and explain everything. And it's the worst, oh, shittiest God. three books I've ever read. <laughs> and it totally <laughs> character assassinates Mary Jane Parker, or I guess Mary Jane Watson, and turning into like a, a, a non-cerebral, weak character. And it's really a really poorly written three books. So it aggravated uh, me yet again. And then a few books later, Dan Slott took over and it started to get good again. So anyway, that's an anti-recommendation. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll skip that period of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> what do you got for your actual recommendation? I think this week, I, uh, what is it called? Uh, wild Country? Is that oh, what it's wild, wild Country? Is, oh, there's two wilds, okay. Yeah. The the Netflix series about the, the, cult. the cult in yeah. Oregon. It's very, very well done. Six parts. Uh, it's, it's interesting how it portrays, like, the there's... There's a bunch of main people they talked to. One was like the main lawyer for the cult. One was the like the secretary who did a lot of the bad stuff. Right. Well, whatever. And the or one of her followers. And then there's a PR person. So like two people who stayed with the Bagwan and two people who kind of left and got blamed for a bunch of stuff. And then there's the people on the other side. There's there's like the neighbors who people were complaining. of the town. Yeah. Right. And there's like attorney general they talked to and a, a, a different people from law enforcement. But what's really interesting is if you watch it just with the people from the cult, they really think they're on a – they're doing a documentary about how great things were and how it got <laughs> ruined. And it's just so clear that that's not true. But the, there's no there's, – there's not really a clear voice that's, that's pushing a narrative. I mean obviously there is because they're choosing what facts to show because it's a documentary. But it's not, it's not over the top. Like they'll have – they'll talk a lot about how the, the Bhagwan came out and didn't know that his secretary was doing all this awful stuff. And he was just shocked, which is beyond belief. Who would believe that? But the cult, the cult members, the former cult members talk about it as if it were true. And then you have the, like a few minutes later, the investigative reporter is just sarcastically saying like, of course I didn't know. I'm only the leader of this huge cult. So it's <laughs> just really well done how it, it it's fair in its portrayal. But it, at the same time, it's like, Come on, guys! I can't believe it's forty years later, and you still are like bought into all this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've only watched the first episode, so um, uh, I will is, keep is, watching. And oh, I I have a second recommendation. Something you did not recommend last week, and I think you should keep watching because it gets better. Sneaky Pete. Really? I start I started watching it last week, and I kept watching it. And I think it's very good. One thing it does well that kind of like I mean, not on the level of the wire, but what it does well is it sets up things. It doesn't explain them. You have to figure it out as you watch, which I think I yeah. always like that. In, I in love that kind of storytelling. Yeah. And they do that 
quite often. And I think the performances are really good too. And uh, yeah, that's a very good show. Okay. I will give it a chance. Another and I do, chance. I do think the second episode was, and I think that's probably true with a lot of Amazon shows because they had that screwy way of where they had pilot season where people would vote it on what shows would, would last. Right. And then you oh. get the rest of the season way later. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, no, I'll give it another shot. Why not? I'm looking, always looking for stuff to watch. Um, well, I am going to recommend a comic, um, Incognito. Have you read this? No. <laughs> so it's about this light-skinned black dude in the 30s who is a reporter for like this small black paper in Harlem, and he like goes undercover, you know, passing as white into like the Klan and other stuff, other white type stuff. Um, to get stories from people, and it's really good. And so that's that's out in like a hardcover graphic novel. And oh, uh, cool. he just started a new series called Incognito Harlem Renaissance, which is also another mystery um, about a murder. Yeah, it's it's really it's a the art's all black and white. Um, it's really well done. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. So I would say I think you would like it too, Incognito. You should check that out. Yeah, um, look for it. And the the guys from Philly. Oh, is he actually from Philly? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and you know, Netflix. I will recommend, but I haven't finished it, so I hate doing this. I'll give a. I'll give a tentative recommendation to Wormwood. Have you watched that? The Errol Morris, um, part documentary, no, I, part reenactment. No, I haven't. Hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, I think there are a lot of episodes. Like, I think it's a long thing, but uh, it is Errol Morris and. Uh, I've enjoyed the three or four episodes I've watched so far. So cool. Oh, and so the reenactments are like big time actors too. Oh yeah, yeah, they're big time actors. Yeah. I was thinking it was like so. There's six episodes of that too. So I guess I'll have to watch that because I love Errol Morris so much. Oh, that's not that was, many episodes. I don't know why I thought it was longer. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was thinking it was kind of like the like Thin Blue Line reenactments where it was just like whoever he could get, but no, he has real people. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you watch his Rumsfeld movie? Yeah, I didn't. I like. I hate the guy so much. I find it hard, but I do love Errol Morris, so I should probably give it a chance. I, I'm. I mean, I like all his movies so much. I. I didn't remember that, like liking that one especially. But. Uh, yeah. No, no. I just felt. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the the guy from Vietnam. What's oh, his name? the Fog of War. That one. Yeah. Fog of War. I saw McNamara. the Fog of War. I never yeah. saw. I never saw the Rumsfeld one. No. Okay. Yeah. Me either. The, did you see Fog of War? I think I did, uh, but you know what? I honestly can't remember. It was okay, but so what was the? I mean, I'm just looking at his list to try to figure out what the Rumsfeld one was. It's so weird he would decide to do that. I guess it's uh, it's not this one. He did a one. I didn't know he did. He did one about Abu Ghraib. Oh, did, did you see that one? Standing operating procedure. No, I did not. Huh. There's a bunch I haven't seen. Oh well, but uh, well, the I really like Mr. Death. Oh yeah, just, yeah, me too. It starts as one thing and becomes something entirely different by the mid- middle point, and that's just so cool. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's just, this backs up a recommendation I did a long time ago, and I always do. Errol Morris loves Nathan for you. Yeah, I dude, if the shit was streaming anywhere, I would watch it. You wrote an essay about the final episode, just just going on and on about it. Because the final up, even even if you've ever watched any of it, you should watch the, that last one. But I know you should watch the whole thing because if it were streaming, you would. I'm yeah. just surprised. I don't know why how they decide what doesn't go on Hulu. Me too. It's really 
baffling. Like, I want to see that corporate show. I've heard good things about that, but it's not up there. Oh, I'll yet. have to watch that. I didn't know that was good. I saw the, like, do you watch Drunk History? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to watch, because I heard about the Drunk History that had uh, Mr. Rogers, and I really wanted to watch it. Oh, so shit, I, I haven't seen that one. It was, uh, it's this season, so you won't be able to watch it till after it till goes on Hulu. Done. And I don't, it doesn't go on Hulu right away. But, no. uh, uh, yeah, uh, Colin Hanks plays Mr. Rogers, and it's funny. Speaking of Mr. Rogers, you see this uh, documentary? Oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be there opening night, and you know that's going to be a theater full of crying adults. Yes. Did So uh, there's an Esquire article where a dude – like followed Mr. Rogers and like talked to him for an extended period of time. Have you ever read that? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. It's really good. And then I was like reading the comment section, someone linked to that. And then someone said they're making a movie based on that article. And that's kind of awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Like, not a documentary, but, a, but yeah, a, a biopic. I hope it happens. Me too. Let's yeah. Let's make it the year of Rogers, man. Come on, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. That movie. I mean, Oh my God. And this, this, I just did a search for it, and this claims, I don't know if it's true, but Tom Hanks is going to play Mr. Rogers. Oh, dude. Yeah, that would be good. Yes! Jesus, I mean, that's like perfect casting, actually. <laughs> oh, man, that's, I think he should win an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Uh, bring it on. More Mr. Rogers, less everyone else. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that that documentary because it, it looks like they're going to show clips that you don't see elsewhere, and that's neat because you you see a lot of the same clips over and over. Like you see that clip of, of him in Congress, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm not taking anything from him. that's what the drug history is about. But you see that all the time. And I, I'd like to see other stuff. Yeah. Oh, me too. And in the in the trailer, it showed um, him doing a show, I guess, way back in the day where he had like a studio audience of kids, which he did not have when I. Oh, I was watching, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, dude. That just warmed my heart seeing that trailer. Oh, so. man. I, I'm really excited about this Tom Hanks deal. That's really cool. Yeah, that'll that'll be rad. Um, anyway, right to us. Oh, go ahead. He does a good job of getting in, into, into characters, and that's just the perfect character for him to get into. It's totally that's... perfect. Um, yeah, right to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Yep. Like us on uh, Facebook. Do it. Rate us super duper duper highly on iTunes and write a review if you will. You heard. And uh, tell your friends to listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, all. I thought of a new thing. Yeah. If I, if I can remember to do it, so I will. You and I, you or I, will put a question of the week on our Facebook page and see if anybody answers. Okay. And if they if they do, we'll read them on the air. And if they don't, I guess we'll have to make stuff up. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll let you go first because. Uh, I don't really know what type of questions you have in mind, but uh, well, I don't really. I mean, I don't have anything in mind. I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. Yes, it would be. Yeah, so do all that, everybody. And uh, next week we're gonna do a music episode. Probably go back to the wire at some point after that. Uh, but until then, goodbye, fools. Goodbye. <laughs>